24 minutes to 6, just before we get to Daniel, text on the Bob Jane team, our text line, 0448081395 from Mickey said the line in the betting, gamble responsibly, 28 and a half mm. for the showdown. Cornsy's giving you 66. Yeah, the bet's off. <laughs> hey, pressures mounting for ownership changes at English Premier League side Man United in the wake of high-profile protests at the club's Old Trafford ground. Overnight our time, fans broke into Old Trafford. They invaded the pitch this morning forcing the postponement of one of the biggest games in the English Premier League calendar, Man U v Liverpool. Our soccer expert is Daniel Garb. Garby, welcome. Hello, boys. How are you going, mate? Mate, no need to get up early this morning. It's been postponed. <laughs> Talk us through it. 200-odd fans clashed with police. Yeah, right away. We'll stay up till about 1.30am Eastern Standard Time, and the game was delayed, and I set the alarm early and thought maybe it's going to start by the time I wake up, and woke up to see that it was postponed, which wasn't a great surprise when you saw the event late last night, Australian time. So Manchester United fans, for those who haven't caught up with it, held a protest outside the ground against the Glazers, their owners, in the wake of the European Super League uh, plans, which ultimately were cancelled, of course, but also because of 15 years of goings on at that football club under that ownership, which uh, has irked supporters. But this was the tipping point, the Super League plans, of course, that United are at the heart of, and the protests spilled over onto the pitch at Old mm. Trafford, which I must say isn't good enough from the supporters. Like, having the protests on this game day, fair enough. Go for your life, but don't spill on, out onto the pitch. I mean, you know, these players have been keeping the show going amid pretty trying circumstances for them as well in England, as have the managers, to have the game postponed, uh, obviously because of the COVID threat, is a bit of a shame, and you put the players at risk as well when you consider the numbers mm. in Europe that spill out onto the pitch like that. You know, if a player catches COVID and it starts to run through the league, well, then at the end of the league, gets put on hold. So I thought it was pretty poor timing or pretty poor showing from them the way in which they went about things in the end. They weren't great teams, but the actual cause... Fair enough if you're a United fan. Mm. Well, I love the commentary in London. It's the fans' right to protest, to write, to express themselves. If that's in Australia, that exact thing happens, we'd be calling it soccer hooliganism. Yeah, we would be, but it's a different culture there, and they understand you know, what the game's all about. That's right. And that's why there was such high emotion, of course, surrounding the European Super League, because it struck at the very fabric of the game, and you know, the owners were completely out of line, and we've discussed that all at length. But so the Glazers have been the stars of the American English football at the top level, and they don't understand the culture, and they treat it completely as a business, and they take these grant, these fans for granted. And they don't communicate with them. They never speak to the media. There's a story that one of the journalists wrote at the height of the Super League scandal where basically one of the Glazers, the owners, outside a game, was ushered in by security guards. He had fans trying to chat to him in a pleasant way and he just walked straight past him and wouldn't even bother having a conversation with them. And that just summed up how out of touch they are. Mm. And when you treat something that is means so much to the people in that city and fans all over the world and hundreds of thousands of fans here in Australia, you treat it with treat them with such disrespect. Well, this is the reaction that you get. And, yeah, in Australia, the reaction to that would be very different by football fans, but, but it shouldn't be because... Uh, I think every sports fan can understand what it feels like when something that means so much to you is uh, is treated in that manner by people who don't have a connection to it. Well, the Glazers have owned United since 2005 takeover. The fans are saying, your time is up, get out. Um, <laughs> do the honourable thing is what they're saying, but you might be careful what you wish for. Yeah, they'd probably get 10 times the value they paid for it, but what if a Russian or a Chinese tycoon 
bought them over. That's the angle to this now is, you know, they can sit there and protest and that's fair enough, but not so much be careful what you wish for. How on earth do you actually expect someone to come forward with the money? I mean, you're talking about the 0.0001% of, of wealth in the world that can afford to buy a club like Manchester United. It's valued at £3.15 billion as we sit here today, the third most valuable football club in the world. And so they would want someone who can have that sort of money but also understands football culture and Mm. preferably has a Manchester United background. You put that in a a cross-section or a pie chart, very difficult to cross all three of those off. So it's a very difficult thing to execute for all of the English clubs right now, not just Manchester United. And the Glazers won't be you know, selling the club unless they can make a massive profit as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I dare say they won't be going anywhere too soon. Yes. The German model's 51% ownership by the fans, the locals and past players, and then a corporation. I mean, maybe England is a bit archaic, needs to go back down that path. Yeah, I think that's a discussion that's certainly come to the forefront in England, and that's why Germany weren't a part of the Super League proposal, because the fans have a massive, massive say, and they have enormous respect for their supporters. I mean, a ticket to, to one Arsenal game, I think, in London, if you're buying a ticket for a match in a good section, costs the same as a season ticket to Borussia Dortmund. Wow. Also because, the, the, you know, that they take that seriously and, and food and drink and all that at the game is at a reasonable price. They look after their fans. But then they never once entertained joining the Super League, which they knew would be mm. disagreed upon enormously. And, and they have lost touch to the English clubs in the chase for the dollar and to increase the value of the clubs. And I think the Super League, the silver lining, might be hopefully a correction of all of that. Gareth Bale, meantime, got a hat-trick. Tottenham's push for top four continues. He's a fair player, this lad. Yeah, they're still alive in that race. And that's why Tottenham fans were so frustrated because when he joined, they thought, now we've got the third part of this attack, along with Harry Kane and Jungman Song. Now we've got the third one. But Mourinho would never play him. He didn't like him. He didn't want him. And he, no matter what Gareth Bale did, he refused to play him. And, and that just shows that Mourinho, unfortunately, is a bit archaic in the way that he goes about things and he treats players the same way he did in 2005. It might have worked then, it doesn't work now. And Gareth Bale's shown that he's still got talent and he can still rip this league apart and that's no surprise. So that's encouraging for Spurs next season, but they wasted two, three months when Gareth Bale was there and, and ready to, mm. to perform and contribute. 13 points clear, Man City. They'll be holding the cup up this weekend, one would have thought. No, they will do, and that's been on the cards for a while, of course. So it's all about the top four now. United look pretty good in in that sense. And then it's between Leicester, West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham for those other spots. Leicester looking good. Chelsea in a good position. I mean, Liverpool, this game being postponed now, it might hurt them a little bit in terms of the fixtures being piled up. But if they can play this game a little bit later than some other ones, they might get a couple of wins on the board, get some confidence, and might be going into the United game in a better frame of mind. So it could work to their advantage as well. But our oh, Man City have been absolutely fantastic, the best team all season long. Now we wait to see who makes the Champions League along with them. Great work, Garby, as always. Thanks for your time. Thanks, mate. Daniel Garb, world game expert. And for those that what have we had a couple of texts on the Bob Jane T Mart, Chelsea will take on Leicester City in the FA Cup final. That is the sixteenth of May, so not this Sunday night, next Sunday night. Still no crowds. That's a big game. Mm. So one ticket to a Premier League game is the same as a German season pass. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, well, that model sounds right. And thank you for the text, Con. German model is 51% ownership by the fan, the member. So of course they're going to be sensitive to the value of the ticket. Because they own half the club. Won't be complaining about the prices at the footy anymore. Oh, she's For a bottle of water.